0: So, it's another Sunday with your favorite couple. Us. Wow, that sounded super exciting. <laughs> this is where everyone leaves. Welcome to the ghost station.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Kesh. And I'm Arya.
0: And this is now station three. Two? Three. Two. Three. Three. Twenty-three. What? <laughs> <laughs> station three. Um,
1: We're so excited to have made it to this milestone <laughs> of three stations. We hope to give you at least three more.
0: At least. Um, and do you want to do the honors today? Of,
1: of, of announcing the... Yeah, I would love to. I mean, they read the title, but... We
0: have obviously a script in front of us that we are falling to the T because of our conversation uh-huh. at this moment. Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: okay, so today what we wanted to talk to you guys about was some of our tips on personal finance. Um, Nothing too specific, just general spending and saving tips. We're thinking of having some more in-depth episodes in the future about maybe investing or cryptocurrency. Um, So if that's something you guys are interested in, please let us know. But
0: we are also on Apple Podcast now, so... Yeah, woohoo, We need to celebrate for a second first. Yeah, so now you can rate and uh, and wow. give us reviews on Apple Podcasts because that's a platform to do that on.
1: Any of you guys give us less than five stars, I'm going to find you.
0: With his great um, tracking skills,
1: I will find your IP address, I will track you down, and I will hack you.
0: Although, if I were to be honest, I think girls are better at stalking and hacking and all that. With that's our, true. With our... Modern day technology. That's another (laughs) conversation. Um, So today's topic is about saving money, um, investing money, and just general money habits that we have learned about, um, Mm -hmm. that our friends have done. And it's just – it's more targeted, obviously, towards – people in their starting from like, you know, when you're in your high school years to your early oh, I wish adult I I wish
1: I started doing these things in high school. So if any of you high school people are listening, I hope you take this to heart.
0: Yeah, if you're retired, these tips are not for you. Um, well, I don't know. I guess not all
1: of them, but I mean
0: it's questionable.
1: It's questionable. So. Definitely if you're, you know, sixteen to thirty and onwards, yeah. It's uh it's yeah.
0: It's for you. Could be helpful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So why don't we just start with, should we start with saving money or should we start with spending money?
0: Well, I think everyone starts with spending money. Like when you, why do you get a job? You get a job to spend money. You want to spend it. Yeah. And that's what money is made for. In all honesty, money is created as a trade currency where people- Money was made
1: to replace bartering.
0: Exactly. So you're using it to buy stuff that you need, want, um, and that's a basic- basic part of life for everybody. Yes. So uh, I think we should start by talking about the basic um, use of money, which is spending. Spending habits.
1: Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about some some good spending habits that you can incorporate into your life to be able to save more money and reach your financial goals.
0: Well, let's talk about how it works first. Okay, you talk so about how it works first. You, you know when you get a job, and we talked last episode about... Getting jobs, and so this would be coming after that. You got your job, you're making your solid you're making amount of your money, big
1: bucks, your dough,
0: <laughs> or not. But either way, you're making your <laughs> money. Um, and the first thing you're gonna do is you have to divide up your needs and your wants, right? You have That's needs, good. and then you have your wants, right? Needs
1: and are your rent, your groceries, your. And if you're
0: not, if you're not in. Um, If you're not in adulthood yet, (laughs) where you have to have rent and everything. If you, oh yeah. You, you don't. You, you find that your needs may not be as much, so make sure you determine that. A need is not getting a poutine from the food court every Friday. That is not a need, unless... Uh, it's not a, no, it's not a, not, not a need. There's not. not a need. That's never you know? a need. A need would be any medication you need. A need would be if you need school supplies. Tuition. Um, tuition. Anything like that where it's mandatory. You, you have really to have it. to pay it. Yeah. Um. And then it leads into your wants, which everyone has, and which makes life fun and exciting. Everyone has their wants. Arya's are video games, mine are plants.
1: Yeah, we're not gonna tell you guys that you shouldn't spend money on the things you want. We're gonna get into it, but.
0: But you just need to divide those into two categories Mm -hmm. so you're aware of where your spending would go into. So once you have it laid out for you, you can see, I can now see that I have to spend this money versus, oh, I just like to spend this money. Once you're on there, then you can talk about, you know, the habits you have and break that down even further and see, oh, these are repeated things that I spend money on. For example, a phone bill, you know, you pay that monthly. You have to pay that. If you don't, you don't have a phone Mm -hmm. Um, versus something that may be like going to the candy store every week. If you don't go to the candy store, you're you're not going to die. You know, you're fine. Um, That's a very weird example. I'm sorry. Don't take candy from vans, uh, white vans in particular. <laughs> maybe like maybe
1: like ordering pizza like three times a week. Oh yes, that's not something Cooked you need tonight, to do right there.
0: Um, yeah. Uber Eats, anything like that, you know. Yeah, but just just being aware of what's a habit versus like a one time thing. If you if you have a one time spending thing where you know you're treating yourself because you've had a great exam or you've you got you know passed a great milestone. That's that's a that's yeah treat different. yourself yeah. So those are, those are the differences. And once you have your spending habits laid out.
1: Once you have your needs and your wants figured out, then you can move on to creating a budget. I think this is a really important step. I actually just did it today for the first time. I've never made myself a budget before. But in the spirit of, of uh, doing what we preach, yeah. I, I, did, I made myself a budget today. And I laid out all, all of my needs and my wants. And how much money is gonna go into each bucket per week, per month, per year?
0: And you can track it that way. Um, there's lots of different ways to track it. Too. Yeah. There's like Excel. There's different apps. Um, some banks literally connect to your your credit card to everything you spend, and they'll show you. Oh yeah, the you like reports and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, depending on how much information you want to give out or create for yourself, it's just the maintenance of everything. Mm-hmm. Personally. Um, you know, I have my limits and I just am well aware of it. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more into how you pay yourself and pay other things out. So once you have that set up, you kind of have an awareness of how your money is going to the different buckets, as Arya said.
1: You could even have something as simple as just like a, like a uh, what do they call, post-it notes, yeah. where you just write down, like, I'm spending this much on this, this much on that, this much on
0: yeah. this. Or collect your receipts and just uh, see it at the end of the month. You know, you just literally use a calculator, like, oh, these are all mm-hmm. my receipts. That's it.
1: And the reason why this is an important thing to do is because you actually don't realize how much money you're spending, mm-hmm. especially with like credit card culture. You're just swiping that card. You're going out, you know, a few times, several times a week. You're going out, you're you're getting takeout or whatever. You look back at the end of the month and you're like, damn, I spent a lot of money that, you know, I just wasn't very conscious of in the moment.
0: And I think this was especially, I mean, at least in Canada right now, it's, diff- it's still in lockdown and COVID's a big thing. I guess maybe not everywhere in the world. But, you know, before COVID, I found it was more prevalent with everything being like, you go out with your friends, you're like, oh, they're getting something, I have to get something too, or your company or whatever. And so then it's that culture of like, if someone else is getting it, I have to spend the money too. And when you budget, you're kind of like, okay, well, I've already hit that limit and it's okay. Like, I I don't have to spend that money because everyone else is spending that money, mm-hmm. right? Um, So it just brings your awareness into being of where your money is going.
1: Absolutely. So that was the, that was the first step after you, well, second step, I guess, after you (laughs) split up your wants and needs.
0: Great accounting people. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Next step or not step, just next tip is scale back on luxuries. There's a lot of things that you really don't need in your life.
0: Yeah. So take that needs list and give your money there but then when you look at your wants list realize that not everything on there needs to be especially if it's a um, like a repeated habit you know those are luxuries and I think a lot of people don't even realize how many mm-hmm. things you have that are a luxury and not not to be comp-
1: you want me to drop a common one sure buying coffee every day at Tim Hortons yeah, or Starbucks one. Starbucks the Starbucks is the killer if you're trying to, if you're young and you're honestly serious about saving your money and achieving your financial goals, you can't be buying coffee every day.
0: And honestly, like it's just it, it that's another thing, but it just goes into making time for things, you know. I think it's another conversation, but time is money. Time is money. And I guess it depends on how you see it. I mean, if you're making a ton of money and it's not worth your time to be making that coffee and you can really afford it go for it you know because then your time is more valuable than the three dollars you're spending on that coffee you can make 20 bucks in that 20 minutes you're making your coffee and breakfast okay do it but generally speaking it's much cheaper like it's dollars cheaper and that yeah. adds up yeah. very quickly
1: well think about it i don't know how much a starbucks coffee is but let's say you're spending three dollars at tim horton's for a coffee our american listeners won't understand anything. we know
0: which one he uses he's not a woman. Basic Starbucks boy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but like three dollars, you have three hundred sixty five days. That's a thousand dollars a year you're spending on coffee.
0: That was very fast math. Yeah, we can't. Count it's a to ballpark. Two. It's a ballpark. Okay. It's a,
1: it's a ballpark. <laughs> so um, it's more than a thousand actually, but
0: it it just it adds up, and that's the whole point, I think. When you budget it out, you see the overall effect of everything that you're spending your money on. And that is a larger number than the $3 you spend daily. Exactly. So I you think, can cut those out. You yeah.
1: Know? I think like coffees and takeout food especially are probably big spenders for a lot of people. Right. So one of the tips we have actually is you could save a lot of money by making your own food. Um, you don't have to become like a crazy good chef or anything. You know, you could just do some simple meal prepping at home. Follow some simple recipes. Make yourself, you know, your all your meals yourself. Mm-hmm. And you could save... Hundreds can, of dollars a month.
0: You can also try growing your own food. That's another way of doing things. You know, vegetables. That might be a little
1: more advanced.
0: Okay. Well, there's some people who relate to this. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's not that hard. If you like growing some plants and anything like that, it's, it's a pretty fun project to do. And you get fresh food out of it. Um, that's another conversation. But... Just, just different ways to, to go about it. And you can budget out the number of times you eat out. So it's not like you're completely cutting it out. But you're like, okay, I'm well aware that on this day or this many times mm-hmm. I can go out and I have a dollar value of this much I can spend. So you're not depriving yourself completely. Right. You're just putting limitations. And maybe that's not the right word. I don't like the word limitations. But just goals goals there we go goals
1: the goal me and kesh have is that we i mean we have two date nights a week but but those two the, date nights a month we get like takeout
0: right and, and those we are, treat ourselves yeah those those are the nights i get off of thinking about what to make but like on date nights where we're together every week you know like we help each other cook or we'll have board games or it doesn't mean you have to go out you know it's not necessary that Something you don't have to spend fancy. money to yeah. You, to don't, have have to, fun. you don't have to.
1: You don't have exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't have to spend money to have fun. There's so many ways to
0: exactly to
1: have fun. You can go on a, we go on walks together. We
0: just came back from a. Normal, we just came back from
1: like a two-hour walk. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's it's a lot that you can you can definitely implement to just change those small things. Mm-hmm. And I think when you track it, you really see what a difference it makes.
1: Absolutely. And everybody has like. Moving on to, like, uh another thing, which is, like, everybody has a hobby or something that they're, they're into, maybe they're, like, enthusiasts in that realm. For me, it's, like, video games and computers, and I'm actually a notoriously poor, impulsive buyer when it comes to video games. <laughs> I see video games on sale, I buy. So, that's How something... How many
0: video games do you have, Aria?
1: In total or on a specific platform? No, in total. In total? Um... Not that many, probably like four or five hundred.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing it's all online. Otherwise, our house would be made up. Well, a games. lot of my
1: older games are like physical, <laughs> but they're at my parents' house. <laughs> That's um, but anyway, uh, my tip on this for people that are similar to me who make uh, can make impulsive buys is give yourself a 30-day rule. It doesn't have to be 30, but I think 30 is a really useful one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know you want something, right? Like, oh, this new video game came out. I have to have it. I want it on April first, so I wait thirty days. On April thirty first, I reevaluate if I still want it. And nine times out of ten, you don't still want it.
0: And this brings up another point. Like, uh, I mean, when malls and stuff were open, you know, for me especially, I go in. I'm like, deals, deals. Oh my god, so many deals. It's so hard to I resist am deals. A person when it goes like to winners or home sense or whatever if i go in there even and groceries
1: go, when you see deals oh you, my god you yeah. on them
0: and Arya's like oh, what are you doing do we need this that's a really good thing to have somebody there to question you but if you can't
1: but maybe i question too much because usually we eat everything
0: yeah that's very true as well he doesn't cook as much as i do so he doesn't see how much he eats and how much is required <laughs> but the point is that when you're in those situations it really just takes that moment of time to literally stop and ask the one question, like, what value is this bringing to me? Is it just something I'm buying because it's a deal or do I really need this? Will this help me in my life? Does it make me feel really, really good? Not just in this moment, but, you mm-hmm. know, throughout the purchase life, whether it's whether it's like, you know, seasonings or it's something more like an outfit, because sometimes it's just maybe five dollars that's a right. steal but wouldn't you rather spend those $5 somewhere you actually want? Exactly. And so you just get conscious of that. Mm-hmm.
1: And if we're talking about like non-essentials here, like not groceries, obviously, just, you know, regular merchandise, retail items. Like we said, it's still okay to treat yourself. And the whole point of our earlier tip of creating a budget mm-hmm. is so you know that you have a certain amount that you've allowed yourself to to have for yourself, you know, your your play money, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's another thing too. I I... I always used to question this because for me, when I was in university, I used to, you know, be very conscious of not buying super expensive things. Like I would aim for sales and then I would get like what I wanted because it was a really good price, but it was something I'd had my eye on. Right. And mm-hmm. I hadn't just bought it out of the blue and I'd wait for it to go on sale. So if you can afford to wait for something and you don't need it in the moment, like sales are great. They happen all the time. So. Sales
1: happen all the time.
0: So you can definitely just like... I guess it depends on here. the
1: item though. Some things maybe not.
0: Right. I, I understand that. But I am i mean, do you really need like that designer label handbag when, you, do you really when you're making like that. minimum wage?
1: Yeah. Oh my God. You see this so often. People that are like...
0: And I'm not hating on them. No, obviously I'm we're just... not hating on
1: minimum wage workers because everybody has to start somewhere. Right.
0: And if it really brought you that much happiness, then go for it. But if that's taking away from your rep money... Uh, that
1: actually touches on one of our other points that we forgot to say is calculate your purchases by the amount of hours worked rather than the cost
0: that is a great point I yeah.
1: started doing this when I was in high school and I got my first uh, retail job I was working at Freshy, and after I got that job which was minimum wage obviously I'd go to the convenience store or whatever I'd see a pack of gum for you know whatever it is I say don't two dollars Okay, no, that's this is gonna make me sound really stingy. Then let's, say, let's let's say it was like one of the nice gums, you know, like five dollars. You know, like yeah. one of those like nicer ones. I it's would,
0: a value pack. It's a huge one. No, like just, no, not even those huge ones. Like I
1: don't, what, I don't know what the brand names are. Like one of those like really All nice right, ones. All right, let's get on. Nice gums. I see that it's like five bucks, and I'd be like, "This is not worth <laughs> half an hour of me laboring in in you know the restaurant for this." And yeah. I would that actually kept me from making a lot of purchases in that time period
0: well it's it's a very and i i recently heard someone say this where you know you think a lot of people say like money is time so when you spend your money you are spending your time you are literally working to then take the hours you worked off your day and you're making that equivalent to a trade value right for your for your item and so if you're not willing to work those hours to make that money to buy that why are you buying it exactly exactly so that's a very good point. And it,
1: that's a good tip.
0: Yep, That's and a good one. It kind of, it kind of touches on like how, I guess the next part would be saving, right? Yeah. So on the opposite end is the same person was talking about money and the idea of like exactly how people think of it as money equivalent to time. But you can essentially freeze your freeze your time. By saving it. By saving it. Yeah, so I mean, you're, you're creating all these time. budgets
1: and stuff, so where's that saved money going?
0: Yeah, so you're essentially taking it all and you're you're freezing it and then you're accumulating it and all that time is, is essentially, when it gets accumulated, it's used to save you more time in the future because then you can stop working and use the money that you've saved now and has grown with time and intention and instead of using that to buy items, you're buying back your time, right? And it's obviously not taking the time you've spent. But instead of working for like 70 years, which is an insane amount of time, but let's just say if it was like that long and you can manage to save during that timeline, you can retire much sooner than if you were just to keep spending and spending and spending and start saving like much later into your life. Mm-hmm. That's something I wish I knew. I personally I, – I've, I've had like my finances. A lot of people have – Parents who manage the finances or aren't even aware of what to do with it. I think that's a huge thing. Fear is a lot of...
1: It's scary to get into it. It took me so many years to build up the courage to get into stocks. I wanted to since I was young, but I was always so scared and intimidated by, like, how much there was to learn.
0: Yeah, and people, I think that's the number one thing. People are like, oh, well, I might as well just put my money in a savings account because, like, it'll be fine in there. I mean,
1: it's better than spending it.
0: That is 100% <laughs> true, but I think you shouldn't let that fear stop you from making a very valuable decision in life because as soon as you start making them, and I'm, I mean... I'm talking about this in my mid-20s, and I never learned about it earlier. My sister, who is in high school, is making her, her money, and she she's putting it into savings accounts. And she's, I mean, she's obviously getting the help of her well, parents. Well, she's, yeah, she's parents. lucky enough to
1: have you and your mom as, like, role models in that sense. Right,
0: but she's she's taking her own initiative to, like, you know, use those stock uh, games and stuff. And she did that for, like all of I don't know six seven months so she played games about it and there's lots of fun ways you can learn about investments and investing money itself YouTube is a great way as well like there's a lot of digestible content out there Mm -hmm. and you realize you don't have to do everything at once you don't need to know everything you don't need to know all the accounts you don't need to know like the different types of I don't know banks and accounts and this and limitations yeah
1: there's actually so little you need to know to get started
0: that's exactly it. You just need to have, like, a bank account. You need to have the money ready. And you need to know, like, just generally what are some safe but, you know, healthy investments to go into. And once you start, it's pretty addicting in a way to, to keep going. And, and not well, everyone... It's a little like
1: gambling. So that that sort of addictive well, feeling no. you have is... A, I think it's a little time. It depends.
0: It, of course, there is a bit of gambling. But it is... If you invest it in... And I'm throwing words out here if people don't know, but ETFs or which are basically like um, think a of it collection
1: as, of stocks. Yeah,
0: think of it an egg nest of multiple little stocks and industries and different things, and
1: I guess just to keep it simple, there's some very low risk options. Right. Very and, low risk,
0: but they still have growth potential in them. Much right? more
1: than a savings account, that's for sure. A
0: hundred percent, and so even if you're putting it in that where it's like the the lowest possible risk you are still getting way more out of that than it just sitting there. And it would actually- Like if you think
1: about it, your money is just making more money. Why, why not? Well, no,
0: but here's the thing. Hmm. Because when you're putting it in your savings account, you're actually losing money.
1: Because of inflation. Because of inflation. Inflation is increasing at a faster rate than any bank will give you interest in a savings account.
0: That is a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. So you might as well, if you're not at least building your money, at least you're keeping up, you know, with yeah. inflation rate. So your money isn't losing value. At least it's either it's maintaining its value or it's growing. And I'd say 90% of the time, most inven- investments, it's growing. The only thing I will say about investments is you kind of have to put it in and then let it be. You cannot
1: get emotional. Get
0: emotional because markets will fluctuate. Right now we're in a pandemic and markets crashed. A lot of people get nervous and that's when I guess most people have problems where they're scared and they're like, oh my God, I can't, my money is like, I'm negative 700, negative like 7,000, whatever it is. And you kind of, if you're saving that money, that's another point which is worth mentioning is that... You have to put that money away knowing you don't need it right away, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're putting that away with the purpose of it being a long-term goal, not a Mm short-term goal. So if it does go down for the next two years, that's fine. It'll go back up. Do not take it out at that point because
1: it's going to go back up.
0: You're just losing money.
1: Plus, when it goes down, that's actually the best time to buy. buy Because historically, there's a my dad works on like the stock market, so he's told me a lot about this kind of stuff. Historically, the trend of stocks has always gone up despite all the different crashes that have happened in the stock market. The historic trend is upwards. So, your money will grow, period
0: you just have to let it be so you just have to let it be it's almost like putting blinders on and being like i, I don't see it i don't see it mm-hmm. um, but
1: obviously there's like some bad stocks too which you oh, might fully crash on you and should burn.
0: maintain it and there's a lot of like i mean there's a lot of companies that manage accounts for you right they literally mm-hmm. switch it up they have advisors and everything and or robo advisors and stuff that well simple for example does
1: If you're in Canada, that's a great one. Well, simple.
0: Yeah. And uh, they have it so, you know, you can have an advisor in there and it gives you the stocks that you should buy and shouldn't buy and it creates a portfolio for you. So you don't always even need to be making the portfolio. But the point of that being is you should definitely uh, put the money that you don't need right away into a savings account. And that money you need right away should be an emergency fund.
1: Yeah. So maybe we jumped the gun a little bit, (laughs) but... When you're saving the money, you should always have an emergency fund, which is in cash. That's very important. So that's not in investments. That's just the the amount of money that's in your savings or checking account. And this is, you know, in case of an emergency, obviously, you never know what's going to happen. You might get laid off. There might be some some health emergency, like something that requires you to immediately pay a substantial amount of money. Mm -hmm. You need to have an emergency fund.
0: And I mean, most people say... You know, with depending on your lifestyle and depending on and this is another reason why you should budget. You know, you see your lifestyle, you see the costs you need every month. But within three to six months, you should have that runway amount so that you're not worried. You mm-hmm. should not at all. If, if I were to lose my job tomorrow, I should not be worried for the next preferably six months where you can have that time frame to then go and find find something to fix that issue. It's
1: so sad when I, I see or hear people living paycheck to paycheck. Like that's frankly terrifying, but also so stressful. It must be a
0: very stressful. And, and we, we are very, this is another thing that, you know, we're very lucky that we have families that support us and everything. And not everyone has that. You know, I had friends who didn't have their family support. They've worked since they were kids. And that was, that's their lifestyle. And we understand that obviously that's, Mm -hmm. different but I think that being said no matter what that makes it even more important for them to
1: be on top of their their saving and spending
0: life that just I mean that's a personal decision where you kind of have to then be aware that you cannot be eating out every other day and Mm -hmm. you have to start saving so the goal the golden rule is pay yourself first and then pay the things you want Mm -hmm. so you have to have that dedicated amount where you're like every month I save even if it's five percent That 5% is more than nothing.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Another good tip for saving is save with a purpose. Have a goal. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it can be really hard to keep putting money away when you don't even know why you're putting money away. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you need an emergency fund, but, like, after a certain amount of money, like, you know, how much emergency are you planning for, right? So, you need to be, you know, saving or investing. No, I think you were wrong
0: there. I think emergency fund is not your savings, so the saving is different. What you're doing is you're 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 putting the amount you're booking for a larger purchase that's long term in your savings account.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I meant.
0: <laughs> that's what I meant.
1: <laughs> so you have some kind of goal, right? So what's our goal cash? Why are, why are we saving money?
0: Our goal is that we can actually, I mean I think this is most people's goals, you you want to own your own property one day. Yeah. Um, and. But
1: I think our goal is to own our own property as soon as we can.
0: Right, and that that's that's also because a lot of people see property as an investment in itself. It is absolutely. And it is, it always appreciates. Um, you know. It
1: appreciates, I mean? and you're not paying rent on it. Rent is like, like. I don't want to say wasting money, but no,
0: I, there's arguments about that. Yeah, there you know, are. Yeah, you, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, the that point is. is that you you want to have something, and it's better for it to be a little, like there's 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 a saying where it's like A type goal, B type goal, C C type goal. A type is where you like already know you can have it. You've already done it before. You know it's possible. You do it. B is like it's you're aware it's possible. You know how to get there. And it's kinda like in your in your realm so of So would you say buying
1: property is a B B type goal?
0: Um, kind of. But also, it wasn't until recently, and this brings C type, which is where it's ambitious. It's like you don't know all the steps together. We don't. We don't know everywhere. Like we don't know which property we're getting. We don't know what the rules are. We don't know everything about it. And you don't need to know everything about it. The point is that you're learning as you go about this mm-hmm. journey. Okay.
1: Maybe I'm just ambitious, but I feel like you know, save the money and then get a mortgage. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know all the details on how to do that. I but think he's
0: expecting me to get that. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I know. I know that. I know what we have to do basically i know the road of what we have to do that's
0: the point you have a general roadmap you don't know all the steps with b type you generally know most of the steps
1: i think we know most of the steps um
0: and that's like again goal setting is a whole other thing but try to set that c type goal where it's like a little lofty you know it's possible you know it's there um you may not know all the steps and that's totally okay but just start and then that's what drives you because you kind of for me it's really awesome when even if you see your losses for the most part, you see wins, you know, in general, mm-hmm. the over- overall view of it. And you're like, wow, all that money, all I have to do is just let it sit there. Let's sit. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. You don't have to work hours. You didn't have to work extra for that bonus 1K or 10K or whatever it is that you're getting out of that, like, you know, investment. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting there. It's doing that for you. Someone else is earning that through their stocks and all your money could be doing the same thing instead of sitting in and. Savings account, absolutely. So that, those are my two cents on on that, and that's what I've learned the most. You know, I I have I have a TFSA account, um, I have an RRSP, and you kind of have to look into all these things and your limits and stuff like that. But break it down a bit. Yeah, more why, don't bit. We,
1: why don't we break it down for the for the beginner who doesn't know anything? What well, what would you how would you tell them to get started?
0: Well, I'd get started by first making sure your your bank, you know. Let's you open a the account so making sure you're the right age. Um, because mm-hmm. sometimes or
1: maybe if you're in Canada going with a third party broker like Wealthsimple Simple instead of your bank.
0: Right. But that's but Wealth Simple is still a it's an institution. It's, yeah. So you have to just do it's your not, research yeah. there. Yeah. And trying to find out um, kind of where you wanna put your money and if you can or how you go about that, setting up an account for yourself. Um, the first thing you want to have is your general cash account, so you have somewhere to put your savings in, um, in right. terms so of like oh, your, your actual, just regular so your bank savings. account. Right, your bank account. Right. Um, and then from there, what I've done is I opened a TFSA account, and that's what a tax-free that savings account. I'm getting there. You're okay, I'm away. sorry. I'm trying to be like a good interviewer
1: here and like and ask the questions the viewers, the listeners might be thinking.
0: Right. So the tax-free savings account, which is something we have in Canada, I don't think it's in the states. Uh, I think they have like Roth IRAs or something. I'm sure they like have that. something similar. Don't quote me on that. I could have just thrown random things out there. Um, Most but, of our
1: listeners are Canada, anyway.
0: <laughs> shout out to the. The ones that are listening right Shout out
1: now. Shout out to the true North Canadians.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, you have your account where you you open up a TFSA, um, and you that's usually relatively simple. Bang. Some some if you're doing it through your bank, you have to actually go in and open it up in person. We, like wealth simple, like Arya said, um, they just do it online and they connect through your bank account, which is why you still usually need like a firm, solid savings account in a, one of the big banks. And you set that account up. Once you have that set up, you have to just A, check your limit. So every year, the government gives you an amount that you can put in. To your TFSA. To your TFSA. Because since
1: it stands for tax-free, the government's not going to let you put all your investments in there and not pay taxes. Exactly. There's a certain limit that they allow you to put based on your age. So as you get older, you're able to put more and more yeah, into that's that. that's not true. Is it not true?
0: No, you just made that up. It's the same for everyone every year. The only difference is if I turned, I think it's eighteen before you turned eighteen. My limit is more because I had a few more years above you. That's it. But every year, like I believe this year, the limit is five or six thousand. You get five thousand. I get six thousand. The only difference is okay. I had more years.
1: But it is based on your age, because depending on how old you are it determines which one of the limits. But you're as you
0: in. get older, it's not like you get more money. It's the same amount. It's consistent for everybody. I know that, but. I just think it's confusing the way you say okay. it. So the idea is simply that you get a certain amount every year and it calculates from the time I believe you were 18 to where, whatever age you are now that you can start investing that money in there. So whether you're just turning 18 this year and you get the first 6000 or you turned 18 three years ago and now you have 18000 that's the only difference that's there. Um, and you, the, the reason that's important is because if you go above it, they actually um, charge you right so you don't want to go above that amount and most accounts usually tell you like hey you can't put any more money and you've reached your limit mm-hmm. um but you should and be if that aware.
1: happens you can open a different type of account but let's let's assume that you're you're not right. there yet
0: <laughs> so you're, you're gonna open your tfsa and then you really want to just go out there and do your research that's the second step there's a lot of different ways you can do that you can go on different websites um and you can I
1: think even wealth simple actually has some really good um, categories on their on their website they have like a help this section this is a promotional
0: video for wealth, wealth simple, simple please sponsor us but
1: <laughs> <laughs> on wealth simple's website they have like a help section and it i haven't looked through it all of it myself but they have some pretty decent information on you know just learning about all the different types of yeah. of stocks
0: exactly and th- there are so many websites and that's maybe that's overwhelming but there's a lot of good YouTubers out there that give you basic information about investing as well. Um, I would personally look up ETFs. That's and, Yeah,
1: it's a good one to start with, safe. Yeah. Sa- uh, Safish. <laughs> well, no,
0: there's there's different ones, They're yeah. high risk and low risk. Um, Reddit has a lot of good threads. I mean, don't trust all of them. Don't trust Reddit. <laughs> Do not trust all of them. But no, there's an investing thread. And, you know, I learned a lot through that. I would do my research. So that's another thing is like when you do find something on one website, and I made a mistake like this once. I saw it. I was like, this is the next stock that's going to blow up. It's so cheap. And I was like, oh, this seems like a good site. I didn't look on any other site. I just looked on this one site. And then I bought it. And I was like, awesome. This is going to be great. It's already like doubled in the last three months that it's been up. As soon as I bought it, it kept dropping. And I was like, oh, no. And then I did my research and I went on to other websites and I saw that it was actually not a good stock. Oh, no. I luckily hadn't invested much into it, but I just think that anytime you are doing an investment.
1: Do um, your research.
0: Do your research. And another thing is, I, I mean, this is a personal preference, but I've actually found that don't go... If you have like a $1000, don't be like I'm going to put 200 in this and 200 in this and 200 in this and 200. It's much easier to get like two solid ETFs that you know are going to grow and they have solid growth than like five risky ones and just start there. Once mm-hmm. you have that solid base built up, start investing in the little riskier ones that may be like higher growth and, you know, single companies that you believe will have the potential to grow, but That you'd also be willing to lose all your money on because that is a possibility and you have to be aware of that with certain stocks because they could have something happen tomorrow and have them tank. And there's some that are highly volatile like Tesla, for example, you know, it, it grows, but it's if you're someone who can't emotionally deal with that volatility, be aware of that. Yeah,
1: don't go for those types of stocks.
0: So I would just research it and have fun with it. You don't have to do it right away. Um, maybe there's some of those stocks. You don't even have
1: to be like a day trader. You can just put your money no, in and just never different. touch it again. That, never look at it again. That's well the not goal. never, but you
0: know. You're not day trading in your TFSA. Do not day trade in your oh, TFSA. Oh, actually, yeah.
1: That's a rule. You're not allowed to day trade in your TFSA.
0: You can do like generally trading because you have a bad stock in there or whatever. Or you have like a really high return one day and you're like, oh my God, this is like a spike. I, like, I got to cash out or whatever. Yeah, you got to cash out. That's 100% okay. But if you're trading daily in there, you are-
1: Like frequently.
0: You may, get, you may get caught and fined. So be aware of that and they may tax you because that's what you should be doing in a cash mm-hmm. account.
1: I have another question for you cash what would you say to the people that are thinking you know i only have 100 200 300 to start with to put in what's the point that's not gonna that's not gonna you know be anything
0: um i'd say that if you don't need that 300 dollars, what's your risk of just putting that away anyways because in that another like two months you may have another three hundred dollars And when you add those little $300 up, then they're being put away somewhere where they're growing. So it's compound. Exactly, the compound effect where they're doubling and doubling and doubling and the more you're adding, the better it is. And there's a lot of different um, content out there that actually says just the fact that you're investing consistently will add up much more than if you were to actually time things at like the lowest point of the market and the Mm -hmm. highest point of the market or at this there's point there's a lot of
1: studies that say that actually
0: right and so the probability of it actually being that you're the fact that you're just putting even that 100 into your investment is going to compound and if you let it stay there for the next like 6 years you will 100% have more than that $300 and then you've let your money double if not you know triple, triple quadruple whatever. who knows you don't know what it's going to be but yeah. at least it's 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 in
1: at least he gets going. So in layman's terms, you will have more money in the end just by starting earlier than by waiting for the perfect time to start.
0: Right. You don't need $1000. You you really don't. You just need that 100 or 50 or whatever it is.
1: What can the, we... And I mean
0: well, simple literacy is like start with as little as $1 today. Even really? $1? Yeah, I mean there's dollar okay. stocks out there. Are there are dollar too. stocks, yeah. I've bought stocks that are dollar and I've I honestly bought one that was like I <laughs> 10 think like 50 cents, cents in okay. in the summer and it's I got like a hundred and thirty percent returns over the last. Nice. Week. I don't know.
1: But um, I think another good way to go about it is set up a regular amount that you're gonna put in, mm-hmm. and this goes back to your budgeting once again, where you you budget this as part of your you know regular <laughs> weekly or monthly expenditure, where you're saying to yourself, okay, you know every month I'm gonna put away, you know fifty bucks, two hundred bucks, 300, 500 whatever, whatever you're whatever able you to, whatever you can afford, whatever you're able. Uh, able to and you're comfortable to obviously you know the more probably the better right but
0: and again relating to your goals right keeping that in mind and how soon you want to reach them because you want to have a timeline attached to that so if it's like hey if i were to break down getting a house in the next three years how much do i need what's that about and so breaking that down a little bit for you to have insight into what your budgeting is and that goes back to what i said earlier where you pay yourself before you pay anything else Mm mm-hmm so, you want to make sure that what you're doing with your money is helping you out instead of you just using that money and essentially throwing your time away, right? I believe those are all the tips I have on my end. Is there anything you would like to add?
1: Um, no, that's that's all the tips I have. I just, you know, maybe just final words is, guys, don't don't wait, you know, like, don't don't be scared to get into it. Don't be scared by how much there is do to learn. Do your research. <laughs> yeah, do your research, but get started. Take action. Because this is one of those things where the sooner you start, um, the more it's going to help your. It's going to help you. The sooner you start, the sooner it's going to help your, you in your own life. It's going to help you reach your goals. Um, and who doesn't want to reach their goals?
0: Most, most of you who haven't done it yet are letting that fear stop you. And I think that's a shame because if you just ask, even ask help from someone who you do know who does it, you know, mm-hmm. just get a little bit of I'm always incentive. happy. If any
1: of my friends ever wanted to ask me about how they can get started, I'm always happy to help. In fact, when I got started, it was actually Kesh that taught me because I was, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't learn effectively from books and stuff. That's what I was trying to learn with. I was trying to learn with books. It just wasn't an effective method for me. Anymore. And I
0: learned and I honestly my mom was just like oh yeah you we should open your tfsa i was like okay and i and i did this like when i was uh 24 i don't know something like that so i hadn't opened a tfsa before that i mean i have investments that my parents have managed with the money i got previously but from my own knowledge i hadn't done anything like that so i went ahead and i did it and i was like whoa hold up I could be making so much money right now.
1: You're so good at it too.
0: And, and I enjoy it. I mean, a lot of people won't enjoy it and that is a hundred percent fine, but I enjoy it. I enjoy looking into it. I enjoy like tracking it, managing it. And if you don't, then just get one of those even if you, advisors. You,
1: yeah. You even it. if you don't enjoy it, like you could still just get, you know, your long term stocks and right. just not worry about it really at all.
0: That's exactly it. Just keep, you know, there's also banks manage it. Um, yeah, for example, yeah. I have I had an account with RBC and um it this one was called a segregate funds account and you can look at the different funds. I mean the advisor herself came and taught me. So this this woman they do it as part of their thing. So you could go to your bank and be like, I want to learn more about this. Can you guys help me set up stuff? And they're more than happy to do that for you. I didn't have to pay any fees or anything, and I had like investments that she managed for me. They just grew and they're growing continuously, whether or not, you know, you're watching them.
1: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, get get started, ask for help. Um, Everybody in the community is obviously always happy to to share the knowledge, share the wealth. So, you know, reach out. That's
0: another thing I think people don't realize, but like. Do not go into that lack mindset. There's enough for everybody. It's not like a bad thing to be in stocks. I had a few friends who were like, that's a dirty business. What's well, nothing not dirty a, about there's it? There's nothing. It's investing your money. There's if nothing anything, bad. It's, it's,
1: if anything, it's actually like a, a really nice business because you're investing in companies. You're investing in their success.
0: And that's, a, that's one last point I like to bring up is that, you know, you can make this really personal. If you're really into green energy, go find the green energy companies that are doing really well that you want to give your money and invest in. Yeah, because you're you're helping them. Or you see a future in something else, whatever it is. You don't have to. You can. You choose where your money is going. You choose what you support and what you stand by, and where you want to see future growth in. And that's kind of how companies get out there, you know, and grow. It's pretty awesome when public companies have the right funding and they're doing a great mission. Yeah. So. Your money is not only growing, but it's supporting a company grow as well.
1: Absolutely. I think that's all we have for you guys today. Um, I think I speak for both of us when I say I hope you guys took something away from this. And How did you start it. Yeah. And this motivated you, inspired you to, to I mean, if you're not doing it already, to, you know, look into it at least. Start researching. Yeah. Take action.
0: Ask that friend for help. Go on YouTube. Binge watch a bunch of videos.
1: Ask for help on Reddit. <laughs> Anywhere. There's always people that are... There's that resources are, all Yeah, out. there's resources everywhere.
0: And uh, as always, we are happy to have any questions if you guys want to send it to us. We Absolutely. We'll take it. And if you'd like to rate us on Apple.
1: Five stars, please. Five stars only, please.
0: <laughs> that is if you enjoyed our content. If not, we will...
1: If not, give us five stars, but then write what you didn't like. <laughs>
0: Yes, but we appreciate your time and we appreciate uh, you, you know, sitting here with us and listening to us talk to you about monies. Yeah. We hope you've inspired you and you get your rich, successful bank account even more rich and successful and you get growing. That's right. All right. For now, it's ciao. Adios. Bye,
1: guys. Have a great week. Catch you next time.